Hello, everyone, and welcome to Canned Peaches, a Deadwood podcast. I'm the host, Mike Marbach, and I have been waiting a very long time for this moment. Uh, if you listen to Stark Raven Mad, our Game of Thrones podcast, then you know we have talked about doing Deadwood for literally years. Uh, well, we are finally getting around to following through on that uh, on that promise. Uh, this episode is going to cover the Deadwood movie. This is our first impressions podcast, our initial thoughts, if you will, as we go back to Deadwood after nearly 15 years off the air. We're going to revisit the Deadwood movie and go into more detail, probably a beat-by-beat discussion episode uh, very soon, so be on the lookout for that. I wouldn't be surprised if we revisit the movie at least one more time as well. Uh, If you have not seen the original series, then this is your turn back now, spoiler alert warning. Uh, That said, we will, of course, be covering the original series uh, starting very soon. We're going to go through episode by episode. We'll have some special episodes, awards episodes, uh, themes, things like that. It's going to be a lot of fun. So we'd love all you you hoopleheads out there to subscribe and follow along with us. A couple notes before we get to the discussion. In classic podcast fashion, the sound could be better. Uh, The good news there is that we are actually upgrading all of our equipment, and you will soon notice a big jump in quality. We are also bringing in a producer, a podcast producer, who is going to be working some magic and making us sound better than we actually are, probably. Also, if you like the podcast, please like, share, subscribe, rate, review, all those things. Uh, Also, if you're in a giving mood, then check out our Patreon. Uh, We finally started a Patreon at patreon.com slash watercore that's w-o-o-d-e-r-c-o-o-l-e-r and consider supporting us uh we have several tiers that you can uh consider some of them are low enough that you won't even notice that the money is uh is gone but your heart will be full knowing that you are supporting starving comedians in philadelphia if you have thoughts and we hope that you do uh, then let us know. You can tweet at us at watercooler, or you can email us at cannedpeaches at watercooler.com. We would love to engage with other uh, Deadwood fans out there, other hoopleheads that may be listening and have thoughts on the series as we go or the movie on its own. I'd also like to give a quick shout out to Karen Coleman, who created the fantastic Canned Peaches art for us. Uh, We are going to have some merch, which will be on sale at some point in the hopefully not-too-distant future. Uh, So you can be on the lookout for that on the watercooler.com website. And also to Fred Brown, uh, one of my good friends who has created the original intro theme, which you are about to hear. Uh, Their info for hiring them to do work will be found in the episode notes of this podcast and each podcast that we do. Uh, So thank you to both Karen Coleman and Fred Brown. And now, without further fucking ado, I give you Canned Peaches. A Deadwood Podcast. And welcome to Canned Peaches, a Deadwood podcast. This is going to be our first impressions podcast covering Deadwood the movie, uh, revisiting Deadwood after 13 years off the air. Uh, I'm the host, Mike Marbach, and we're going to introduce ourselves going around to the right. Oh, I'm Rob O'Neill. Frank Farrell. 
Dan Corkery. Cool. Like I said, this is our first impressions, uh, and we're just going to keep a uh, discussion that's pretty open. Uh, so I'm going to start off uh, kind of just going around and ask, uh, what were your overall thoughts? Live up to any hype? Uh, did it maybe not succeed? Did it match, match the expectations? Rob? It was, I, I'm grateful for it, but it, it's not enough. I want <laughs> yeah. more. It'll never be enough. Yeah. But, um, yeah, two hours is, mm. it's just not enough to visit all the characters that you like. Yeah. You did know? you watch when it was airing or did mm-hmm. you, yeah. Yeah. I watched it when it was on and then I've rewatched it a couple times. Yeah. I know I've re, I think I've rewatched the whole show in full, I think three or four times, but I know I've attempted to go back. Like I've seen the first episode a lot just because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I should just rewatch Deadwood, but then yeah. I won't watch the whole, all three <laughs> yeah. seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this show is kind of like Seinfeld for me in that way. I've seen it um, all the way through multiple times and can just put on an episode uh, and it can just live on its own. I don't have right. to kind of keep going, going through. Uh, Frank, what were your overall impressions? Uh, it's great to be back. It's yeah. real nice. Yeah. Uh, I don't have the same length of time that I've waited as you, uh, <laughs> since I watched it in the past, uh, six months. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was great. You know what I liked? I liked that they all seemed, and it's hard to convey this, you know, since they're all playing characters, you could tell that they were all having a really good time. Like, they all seemed really excited to be back. Yeah. Um, they were just putting that out. Like it, I think it's a rare, it's rare to have like the, this re these types of reunion shows work in a way mm-hmm. where it doesn't feel forced or labored. Um, yeah. So it was great. Yeah. Had a nice time. Yeah. Dan. I, you only started watching it recently. Yeah. Yeah. I also am a, a recent watcher from years of meaning to watch it. And then having my other shows that I watched over and over again. Uh, but now this is one of those that I'm already re watching it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really liked going back to Deadwood from opening a stride, a locomotive yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> coming out of the tunnel. Yeah. It was, it was like, it was great. Everyone, uh, they gave people, I mean, we'll get more into it, but like everybody had like a little piece of it and like mm-hmm. they at least like had people, they, they wove in things in a way that was like, um, if I, if you just like were to read down a list of stuff that they did in the movie, I'd be like, that's like a corny reunion thing. <laughs> I mean, just like the benefits of his writing and the, just how beautiful, like it looked because of just like camera technology. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were shooting a movie and I think they were film they were thinking more cinematically with For everything. Sure, yeah. So like it looked, it looked incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone looked great. Everyone was just like more salt and pepper and like, it was great. So, uh, Sophia was noticeably older. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. They, they it's not height- like a five-year-old child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They definitely, uh, uh, she definitely is heightened. That was one of my, so I have, I only have a couple complaints about it. And one of them is that I wish, I, I don't know how easy this is. I wish they would have gotten the original Sophia to play Sophia. Does she act still? I don't think so. Her only credit is Deadwood on mm. IMDb, and I didn't like Google her name or anything because I felt like that would be weird to Google like a child actor. I don't know, whatever. But uh, I, I, it would have been nice if it was the to see actually, sure, yeah, the real actress. You know, I don't know that I would have been able to tell. Well, actually, let right. me rephrase that. I couldn't tell. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I meant to Google if it was the same. Because I was curious, because that's, like, the number one thing in TV shows is, like, mm. kids will be recast all the time. So, like, you would think right. she would be recast, probably. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah. If you told me it was the same same kid, I would guess. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. it doesn't doesn't add or take away that much. Yeah. Frank, we had talked about doing this uh, podcast 
a while back, which yes. is when you first started, well, started, started season watching. Yeah. And I was like, no, we're going to do a podcast. Don't, don't watch. Yeah. Don't watch anything. And then it was like two years later. Two years later. Yeah. So that's the thing is like, I watched season one like two years ago. Yeah. And then eventually I was like, okay, I'm just going to start watching season two. Did you talk about it when you first heard about this movie happening? No. no. It was, it was before the movie was even uh, a thing. Okay. And that's the other thing about this movie is that it came together so damn fast. Yeah. Uh, last year they were talking like, oh, HBO is greenlit it. And then it's like, oh, here's the release date. It's like, damn, within like eight or nine months, uh, it was, it started its, um, it had its first shoot and we watched it. Mm-hmm. That's how damn fast this uh, thing came together after the original talk was for, uh, a shortened season four, right. which I think Milch was, was offered and, uh, turned down. And then they talked about doing two, feature films or feature lengths for HBO and right. then it just schedules and all mm. of that kind of got in the way. Um, but then, yeah, then, then this movie came and I was like, we gotta, we gotta do, we gotta pedal to the metal, do this podcast. And yeah. then it just, when that release date came out, it was like, well, they, okay, well, we're fucking done. Um, we're not going to make this, <laughs> make this in time. Uh, but if we were willing to do it when there wasn't any movie, we can still continue to, uh, talk about this, uh, Fucking great show. Um, so let's get into some of the moments that you uh, enjoyed throughout. Uh, some things that kind of took you back to the original. What stands out to you, Frank? So I was thinking about this while I was just re- rewatching it now. It's something I really liked that I thought they did was changing a fashion. Uh, mm-hmm. that everybody changed fashion, it seems, except for, uh, except for Seth, Seth with his hat mm-hmm. and uh, Al. Like Al is still yeah. dressing like the same way. And Joni. Oh, yeah. And Joni. Joni still has her, like, yeah. her, um, her, like, fancy horse yeah. hat. Yeah. Uh, With that long, <laughs> long, uh, ribbon. Yeah. So, like, all, like, the people that are kind of, like, fighting modernity. The, right away, the thing, the thing that strikes out to me is, like, the, the person whose art gets best complete, I feel like, is Jane. Like, Jane was, like, very satisfying. Mm-hmm. Comes in as Calamity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that's one of the, the different title changes. Um, some of them, more honorary, some of them nicknames, some of them actual title titles of land that are that are changing or business. That one being like, yeah, it was only kind of offhanded mentioned, I believe, in the in the series, right? Oh, yeah, she was just Jane Kenner, right? Yeah, yeah. like people mm-hmm. were really calling her that. Someone yeah. like had mentioned it, so yeah. So there's actually a really nice thing, right? She comes into Tom's and she's like living in her in her legend. She's mm-hmm. like she's clearly thinking about legacy. She's talking about like, oh, you're gonna bury me underneath. Mm-hmm. I wasn't able to to stop it and. Uh, it's kind of her closing things up with Joni and then super, super satisfying for her to have Harry walk by her and her to stop. That was like, just like, even yeah. if it like showed his hand, that was yeah. so satisfying. I'm like, okay, now her, like she, her redemption for not stopping, mm-hmm. uh, Bill's death. Yep. It was great. Yeah. I had yeah. such a nice time. Can I comment on that too? I was surprised that that was where they took Harry. That yeah. I guess he's working for her mm-hmm. before the movie even starts. Yeah. That seems. Yeah, that was a shame because I liked Harry. Harry mm-hmm. was a sweetheart, so that was that was a little. Yeah, that surprised me that he's kind of you know a baddie in this and such a coward when he yeah. tells them to hit him on the head. I was you know just definitely disappointed in the character, right? Um, but not the, not the writing, but the character <laughs> yeah, itself. The, it was like, oh, yeah. Harry, come on. Yeah, but I mean, we saw how much Hurst could control the much stronger willed and more powerful characters throughout this series. So mm-hmm. someone like. Like that, I guess, is just like, all right, fine. Makes sense. Yeah. And that's one of the things, like, right from the top, right from the first scene, we're back 
in in this with with Jane. Yes. Uh on the horse, talking to herself uh, in that language, you know, give me, give me a wide berth as I just fucking broke wind, mm-hmm. or possibly worse. <laughs> that left ass cheek blisters a percolating yeah. son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, God, it's so good, Rob. What are what is uh, something that kind of stands out to to you? We'll get back to your other one, Frank. There's a lot. Um, uh, one thing that I thought was cool with the movie was uh, I wasn't sure how I felt about it at first, but the flashbacks that they had, mm-hmm. which I was like, I guess that's context for people that maybe haven't seen the show to yeah. fill them in but some of it i thought worked good like i liked when alma and seth kind of um encounter each other and mm-hmm. she almost like she i feel like she kind of makes a pass at him um i forget what the exact quote is and i don't think i wrote it down but uh they flash back to the two of them in bed together and mm-hmm. then you do see the difference in the in the, the age how they've aged yeah. you know and i was like that worked that was really nice i thought yeah. that was great mm-hmm. and i love those two together i think yeah. that it's just yeah that that does it for me, the chemistry between them. So I thought that was handled really well. Yeah. I wasn't nuts about the flashbacks in the movie. Because I'm trying to think of I guess I don't I just don't know the the point of doing the flashbacks because it's it's a show that didn't usually have concern for the audience right. keeping mm-hmm. up with everything yeah. happening. Mm-hmm. Like worrying about if everybody's taken care of and following. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that was just like, well, we'll do it because it's it's easier or mm-hmm. we'll do it because it's like it's shorthand or it's maybe there's going to be people coming in who haven't seen it. And it's there. There's probably a lot of people who's it's their introduction to Deadwood yeah. who they never saw it before, or they just started watching the show because they know this movie's coming out. But I just, I wasn't nuts about it. So it's nice that you have a positive read. That scene, on I thought yeah. really, it, it worked nicely just yeah. to see them young, you know, falling for each other post-coital. It was yeah. like, and then to see their faces afterward. Yeah, and like, oh, I will man. say they did the flashbacks as well as possible where it's like they didn't have like, there wasn't long protracted things. It was mm-hmm. just like flashes. They yeah. just flashed back and then yeah. they, they came back. It mm-hmm. wasn't like a long thing. There wasn't like dialogue or anything like that. The mm-hmm. shots that they picked were very interesting. Yeah. Like I remember one of the flashback scenes was um, they were thinking about how it was basically the end of season three and it was one of the flashback shots was what was basically the last shot of the series where it was Al cleaning the floor. Mm-hmm, I don't right. know. Like, uh, it just, yeah. it was nice to be watching the movie. And at least those flashbacks reminded me of the show, mm-hmm. which was, I guess, nice. But yeah, it wasn't, I wasn't nuts about that. I think it did have a certain, I'm maybe more cynical of like, I don't even think it's for a newcomer audience. It felt more like Kurt and Collie of like patting, patting ourselves on the back. Yeah. With flashbacks. I always like feel like, oh, remember, self-indulgent. Yeah, like, remember how great we were? Remember how, remember how symbolically, like, even that scene, like, I, which I, like, actually liked the, I thought the flashbacks, if you're gonna do them, they did them the best that they could. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, but like, flashbacks, like, oh yeah, remember how, how we nailed Al's, uh, moral complexity? Fuck yeah, we still got it. I was fine with them. <laughs> I, I was fine with the flashbacks. Uh, I, I think that it, did serve the the purpose, like Dan was saying, to uh, kind of be that shorthand for people that are finding the show uh, through this movie, uh, but also for people like myself. I've seen it multiple times all the way through, and I still enjoyed those uh, those moments, almost in a um, season finale kind of thing, where they're kind of reminiscing about stuff, but doing it through the course of their own storytelling. I thought was I thought was nice. Um, that it also reminded me because so many of the flashbacks were, I think, uh, at least like Trixie's flashback and then Al's flashback. Um, which it's not like, a, to be clear, it's not like a flashback. It's like a, a, a literally a flash. It's yeah, a glimpse yeah. of a, of something yeah. that happened. They're like three seconds. They were so much from the final episode. 
which is something that I was thinking, like, I, I know, like, we got, we got the movie that we got mm-hmm. and I'm happy with the movie. I think it's a very good movie, but I was thinking like the movie really is a follow up to the final episode. Mm-hmm. Um, cause they address Jen, the dead prostitute. They address, yeah. um, you know, Hearst is all over this movie and Hearst is the most frustrating thing about season three, even though yeah. it's a great performance, it's yeah. a great villain. But I actually read today an interview with Gerald McCraney in the AV club from years ago when there was just speculation about a movie and they asked him about it. And he said, I doubt Hearst would be in the movie. He's like, mm-hmm. I can't say anything conclusively, but I don't think I would be asked to be in it because he, he left town, you know, his, it's, it's done. And I was like, Oh yeah. What, what would the movie have been like if they didn't feel the need to tie up whatever loose ends they had from that specific last episode? Right. Yeah. And just followed up with people, you know, like, I know yeah. it needs conflict, but, you know, I, I, I guess it would have just been a sappy reunion special if they, if, if Hearst yeah. wasn't yeah. there. I feel like that's why there was such a, for me, that's what, that's why I, why I wanted a movie or why mm-hmm. I wanted a continuation. Cause I wanted to see how that, how that wrapped up. So yeah, mm-hmm. it, if it's a serve the purpose of being just kind of like a uh, 13th episode or whatever the mm-hmm. episode number would be for season, mm-hmm. season three and just the jump forward in time. I'm yeah, I'm good with that. I feel like almost like thematically what Hearst like represents in the series. Like I think it's like tied up really nicely in that wedding scene. I think like, right. Like the, the culmination is like weirdly, like even these people that like all like, would kill each other. They're all like they, they, they it's almost like a, a club that Hearst was never a part of really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how they all felt. Like I thought the wedding scene really culminated. Like not like these people all have had altercations where they've all threatened to murder each other. Like, you know, like um backstab, like they don't particularly like each other, but it's almost like, yeah, but we get to do that. We're Deadwood. And it's you, like, it's like family. Yeah. We're yeah. family. So we get to talk to each other like that and we get to attack each other, but yeah. you're not, you're not Deadwood. And you never have been. Mm-hmm. Another thing I liked is, I guess this is jumping to the end, but after that wedding scene, when everyone in town starts beating the shit out of yeah. Hearst, yeah. Um, and uh, Seth stops them, is I felt like that was a direct link to the, the very yeah, first, the very first scene. scene. Yeah. 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 Um, I thought that was really nice. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of, I think it was Anna Gunn, his wife comes and like he sees her and yeah, then kind of like kids, backs yeah. off. The, the fun of Deadwood was like being in Deadwood and it was like plot was never, mm-hmm. never the most important part of the right. show. Mm-hmm. But for me, the, I actually liked the plot of the movie. I liked all the parts that were not plot and I liked mm-hmm. the, just the scenes and the dialogue and stuff like that. But I actually liked the plot of the movie because I feel like you're right, Rob, that they, it kind of was unfortunate that, that they had to address all that stuff, but I'm yeah. glad that they did address that stuff because sure. like that would be a huge, thing like it's there was always like murder in deadwood and al earlier on especially like they were pretty they were thrown around like murder like crazy like they a lot of people died um not as much but not as much as like other prestige tv shows and they i really like that they are all still reckoning with their actions. Like, mm-hmm. that's something that should haunt you 10 years later. You should feel bad about that. Yeah. Trixie should feel weird forever yeah, about that. She really blows it, man. She <laughs> yeah. died for nothing. The <laughs> second is, Trixie no, starts yeah. screaming on the balcony. Yeah. 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 That scene with Al at the end, he's like, we chose you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. 
I love Trixie. Mm-hmm. She's so reckless. Yeah. Like, yeah, I thought that was in character, but. Yeah, and- There's some really nice meta lines that you just reminded me of. Like, I feel like that is like, you reminded me because of, uh, the violence of the, although the body, the bodies were like, High early on, they always seem to mean something. Yeah. Versus other prestige shows where, like, even like Sopranos by the end are just like, well, who, who, who would be a shocking kill now? And then we'll figure it yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Um, hers is like, body counts rising, Marshall. And he's like, I don't feel good yeah. about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> proud of it. I ain't proud of it. I ain't proud of it. Yeah, it, it really is, uh, plot is definitely secondary, uh, to the, to the series. Mm-hmm. I mean, it definitely has a plot, but you're, it's not what you're, what you are there for. Uh, like Frank and I were talking earlier is that you're, you're there to watch these characters behave. Right. Uh, and something happens and then they react to it. Right. Uh, and with this, with this movie, it, it, had, it has to have a more central kind of, uh, thing. And with this, it's, it's basically like the, the big chill. Kind of, it's, it's like an event that's bringing these people back to town, which is statehood, right? Yeah. Uh, statehood. And so everybody's kind of finding their way back 10 years later. It's 13 years, I think, since the show, but 10 years has passed. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible that they, they, what would have this, this movie would have been a season, right? Like mm-hmm. the statehood stuff in the beginning would have taken little grease and palms. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would have been three episodes. And yeah. then the Charlie Utter <laughs> like funeral and repercussions would have yeah. been three episodes. And then the wedding would have been like three episodes. Yeah. Like the- we're finally forming a fucking government. Yeah. Yeah. It. And it's like, cause it, like it's incredible. Like I'm rewatching season two right now. And like, it is amazing that like his kidney stone stuff Al's kidney stone stuff, like, literally takes five episodes yeah. of him. Like, like they really, really let it breathe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when we did the the one episode that covered all of season one, yeah, uh, we we talked about that. Uh, if you want to hear us, uh, audience uh, listeners, uh, talk about season one in far too short a time, uh, you can go back and check out that episode. I'll link it in the the episode notes. Uh, but uh, it's brought up there where someone gets a bruise. They've got a bruise for days. Right, right, right. You know, it, yeah. for several episodes. Uh, it's just not going away. What else uh, kind of stood out to people? Some moments that you enjoyed? Charlie pretty much telling Hearst to go fuck himself. Oh, yeah. yeah I wrote yeah. down the quote, which is... Oh. Uh, the motherfucked one? Uh, yeah, yeah well, please. Hearst is trying to uh, buy Charlie Utter's land. Hearst gets snippy with him, and he's like, oh, maybe you're just feeling sore because a girl just called you out for a chump in the thoroughfare. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and Hearst says, proffering. Yeah, maybe getting motherfucked yeah. out on the thoroughfare. <laughs> and Hearst says, proffering that assessment, sir, is hardly your proper bailiwick. And Charlie says, as far as that, I went and proffered it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Somebody on, t- on Twitter just tweeted a screenshot of uh, Hearst in that moment, and it's mm-hmm. like, when somebody proffers... That's one thing I noticed. It did feel they leaned heavier into the language at times in this movie. Did it feel that way to anybody else? Yeah, but I did. I found myself like um, I should have watched Deadwood in high school when we were reading Shakespeare because mm-hmm. I found in the movie I I now can follow it much more easily than mm-hmm. when I started watching the show just a couple months ago. It did seem like. It was more flowery, even. Oh yeah, some even in couplet, like some there was like yeah, some yeah. rhyming that was done throughout uh, a bit more than the series might have had. 
I attribute that to, uh, I read that, um, they had a locked script for this. Uh, so Milch had written the script. Um, he also is in the middle stages of Alzheimer's, maybe yeah. the early stages when the script was written, but I guess because of budgetary concerns or timing or whatever, um, he was not allowed to change anything on the set as mm. he would. So nothing changed on the fly. <laughs> I don't yeah. believe yeah. so. He's not I laying think. on the floor, like dictating to a monitor. <laughs> right. Um, or changing or like collaborating with the cast on like, mm. what's the way to say, you know, cut his throat. What's the way to to say yeah. that in a you know um so i'm sure maybe that's it is yeah. that it was like this was locked yeah. and loaded more and tight. i had to go with it yeah sure. no that makes sense mm-hmm. but still one of my favorite things about all that dialogue is the moments and they don't do it too much because they don't undercut the writing or anything like that but there is always a moment every once in a while saul's a character who gets it a lot and he does it in the movie where somebody will say a very long thing and he'll basically be like shut up right <laughs> this is a very quick response of like yeah that's wrong mm-hmm. yeah uh, he was the one that would always be, uh, like in the, the ambulators, uh, when Merrick would be talking about that. Yeah, this has been fun. Yeah. yeah he just right. going to, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, this mm. was lunch. All right. Cool. Great. Wonderful. Mm. Next thing. Oh, that's what we should have called this podcast was the ambulators. The ambulators. Yeah. yeah. I like campus. I like campus. Camp- they even came up again in the movie. Yeah. They yeah, came up just as much as Merrick came up in the movie. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no unauthorized <laughs> cinnamon this time around though. Um, so there was a point where I thought that Merrick was only going to be in the background. Like they did like taking a, pictures, taking pictures. <laughs> yeah. and there was like a cutaway of him, like throwing dirt on Charlie's grave. And then the, the camera cut away real fast. I'm like, Oh man, is Merrick just going to like yeah. be He's, on the outskirts? They're going to Marla hooch him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He did get that great moment though, where he takes Hearst's picture when he's in the handcuffs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He got yeah. another nice oh, moment yeah. at the end of the, uh, at the end of the auction when he, yeah. he gives it to her, but also people are applauding over it. So don't really hear him saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that was another scene that I loved because that felt like uh, just the fact that everyone in town or all the people we care about are outbidding that fuck. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, if Charlie's you don't land. if you don't like the Hearst thing, then you don't like this movie, right? Like because if you don't like the Hearst thing because of the way it weirdly kind of softens Al, I know like a lot of people felt that Al had been become too softened, mm-hmm. and he's like continuing that. He's not totally soft in the movie, but like yeah. he's continued that yeah. trend. And if you're somebody who was like likes to see people kind of go against each other. Hearst is this animating force that everybody works together. So if you're like me and you just like being in Deadwood, like it's nice yeah. to see everybody in the town be like, yeah, 2,500. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The bidding was, uh, that moment when they're all coming together for that. Uh, and also the, the, the shootouts, uh, yeah. I thought the shootouts, uh, were, were pretty great. The first one with Saul and Seth, uh, but then when they, uh, when he shoots and says, uh, tell Mr. Hurst that, uh, I'll be, I'll be waiting for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you got Dan out there, Johnny, uh, Johnny Saul. Johnny takes a bullet. Uh, what's that? Johnny takes a bullet. Yeah. Fucking shot I am. Mm-hmm. You'll fucking live. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, just all of them coming together. And the, the one moment where, uh, Bullock runs out to save Samuel and Al is up in the, um, the balcony of the gym. Uh, and points to Dan. He's like, Dan, kind of like motions to him to go after Seth. And Seth just like, just fucking stay or something mm-hmm. like that. It's like all those moments. Uh, I was like De Niro, like De Niro Pacino heat moments. Mm-hmm. Um, when they're, when they're done well, like when there's like not like too, like I don't mind like fan service like, oh, like, and, uh, this weirdly the movie doesn't have Seth and Al interact too, too much. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the scene when he's like, 
where you been, Marshall? And he's like, been right down the fucking street now. Uh, it was so nice. It was like such a nice, like, we're back. We're having fun. Yeah. We kind of like each other in a weird way. Uh, so he is now a Marshall. Mm-hmm. Hearst is now a senator, a senator from California. Uh, and he also owns, uh, Bullock also owns a hotel or something now, yeah, too, yeah, right? Yeah. Him and Saul own a lot of stuff. Yeah. Which, at the end of season three, it appeared that nobody owned anything in the town anymore except for their store mm-hmm. and the gem. Yeah. And the bank. And the bank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what is, uh, what was Alma's position? Was she just... She owned the bank. She owned the she bank. Owned, that's it. She owns the bank. But, and she, but she left. So I yeah. think she still, but I think she still yeah. owned it, yeah. Yeah. When we last saw her, Hearst had kind of... Well, killed her husband. Right. Um, spoiler alert. Bought her claim. Bought her claim, right. Yeah. I actually read something. There was some, uh, I forget what publication had it, but it was like, um, if you forget how Deadwood ended, but they, uh, they were saying that at the end of season three, she was leaving town with Sophia. And I was, I was like, no, that's not true. She mm-hmm. stuck around. The yeah. reason she sold the claim was so that she could stay and run the bank. Yeah. She's in yeah. a carriage, but she's going to, uh, Ellsworth's funeral. There's some line where like, the bank's gotten bigger. Like, like I think I have I have to watch it, but I feel like she says something to Charlie where like she's not mm-hmm. like her bank is like Deadwood's bank is part of like a bigger bank now. She's like, oh, I'm coming yeah. on like to check. Oh, out okay. So banks. she's not coming from like New York or something. Mm-hmm. No, it's no, a no, Chase. Yeah. It's now Chase. Yeah, it's a, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Chase Manhattan. Uh, what are some other moments that uh, particularly you know, be they small or large? That you enjoy. Oh, oh, it was another. Oh, I love Joni's. Um, I love Joni's quote of a uh, person walks away from the table, assumes the game is closed <laughs> when she walks in on her with all those women. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. Uh, uh, and also Jane and Joni's moment in the livery with the kiss. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was great. Yeah. Oh yeah, that that's my twelfth least offensive sin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like I liked uh, EB. Yes, oh, I was like I was thinking like there, I was like oh we're not going to get too much of him and then he winds up being very important yeah. for yeah. that one moment. Pivotal, and he's like useful too. He's not yeah. like in the way. He's in his very EB way, but like his being like a little. I mean, some of the best lines are going to be like his his exchange with her were so oh weird. yeah why are you oh. shifting your feet so incessantly yeah, yeah. Uh, you are a vile creature <laughs> he's like you're not the first, to say, so. first to say so like mcshane <laughs> is uh like a shakespearean actor so he's like a pro like he's he's one of our our best actors i think but mm-hmm. like i don't know that anybody delivers milch's lines better than the guy that does eb farnham mm-hmm. like I think he's like the perfect Milch. Pennsylvania's own. He lives in Harrisburg. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Or I don't think originally. I think he's like retired there. What I was, was that? near I, I was at my wife's parents' house this weekend. I didn't see him. Mm-hmm. Well, at the pool or at the keep an eye bridal out. shower yeah. where I picked up my wife. Well, yeah. we'll have to fact check right. it. We'll, yeah. we'll fact check it. He's probably uh, he was also a he was behind the walls. Fame. He's a Blade Runner. Mm. And, and uh, he was Newhart, right? Mm-hmm. Newhart, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Sitcom guy. Mm-hmm. Did they have those hotel passageways in the original series? No, I think mm-hmm. that, that's, that's a new a, That's a new thing? That's a nice little, yeah. like, I've gotten <laughs> better at being yeah. yeah. I thought that was directly, uh, he put that in after Hearst knocked a hole in the wall. I assumed they built around. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking too much about it. But I loved I loved when he was spying. Oh, I was like, I, I was he, like, he was still gets convenient. to be a creep, yeah. but he's going to save the day. So He's good. such a, a great, may I be so bold, uh, one of the great weasels 
mm-hmm. in television uh, yeah. history. <laughs> Weasel characters. Another one, like just his presence makes me feel good, is Brad Dorf. Like I, I think yeah. Brad Dorf is knocks it out of the park. I was I love Doc. I love him as Doc. I think he's Always just so good. So he's so compelling. Yeah. yeah. He's so compelling to watch. Everybody talks about Bullock being angry. He's Oh. He's maybe has higher blood pressure than Bullock. <laughs> yes, and he yeah. can't say anything without sounding angry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and he he didn't have too too much in the movie, but then there was that thing. I thought he was just going to pop in and like tell Al like, "Well, you are dying." But then they have that nice exchange, the two of them, and yeah. that was like I didn't know I didn't even notice it the first time because I was I guess I was watching it on my phone, so everything was so small. But that scene, the way you it was shot this on your phone, the first time I had to, yeah, oh. that's why I watched it again. Too small. I watched it again. Too small. <laughs> um, but, but the way that scene was shot was so interesting because a lot of the exchange was shot from outside of the room, mm. like through the doorway. Mm-hmm. And then they cut in and they got closer and closer as the cuts went back and forth over the course of the scene. It was just a really nice, oh, wow. beautiful scene. It was, um, I mean, he just really did a, a good job. And I, again, I thought he wasn't, he wasn't in it that much, but they gave him that nice moment of like, mm-hmm arguing with Al and then just sort of talking about like his theory on death and, and cells dying and being a part of something and mm-hmm. they wear down. It was good. Personal anecdote. He's always been one of my favorite actors since I was a little kid because of the child's play movies. I had a, <laughs> yeah. 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 I, my dog was named Chucky okay. um, because I loved those movies, but uh, that's how I got my, uh, I, my, Dad was like, "Oh, the guy who does the voice, he was in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest," and uh, so yeah. I I saw like all his movies when I was a kid. I love Brad Dorf. Something that I appreciated that didn't happen was, and maybe this is like what was nice about like not having like maybe this would have crossed the line and been like, "Oh, this is just a cheesy reunion that's like going for big things." I think Al not conclusively dying was a huge thing for me. Like I thought that would have been a cheesy moment. There's a part of me that kind of thought like plot wise, I was like, "Oh, like." I was nervous and maybe I'm just like in such a mode of watching shows that are like pushing people forward to serve like plot ends and tie everything up that there was a moment where I thought like, Oh, they're setting Al is going to, Al's going to kill Hearst because Al's going to die. So like he doesn't have any stakes to, to live anymore in the protectrixy. And instead of like, and like, so Hearst like ends up alive and Al like is dying, but we don't need to see that. Like, um, over the top, like death, like scene, like the Shakespearean, like mm-hmm. going to sleep forever. Yeah. Speaking of dying, I guess the doc cured yeah. tuberculosis. Right. His tuberculosis. They he was fine. That. He was he was no longer dramatically right. coughing into <laughs> oh, kerchiefs yeah. and, and <laughs> looking seeing blood and he was quickly hiding it back away. Yeah. A lunger in uh, season three. But yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with that. If whatever keeps Doc around longer. Yeah, I didn't yeah. mind him seeing yeah. him there and he's just like, nah, I'm fine, I'm just gonna be <laughs> mad at everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He transferred it to uh Psy. He figured out a way to <laughs> give it to Psy. Yeah. Powers Booth uh, died of tuberculosis, right? Oh, <laughs> probably, yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. Uh, Powers Booth. Sorry to your family. Yeah, a few years ago, we would have we would have had him involved, uh, but I I think that they did do a nice job of at least mentioning things in passing or showing things through the passage of power uh, within yeah. within the series, like having Joni take over the the Bella Union and yeah. and, and, and whatnot. I yeah. do think it would. I don't even know. Have now having seen this movie, I don't know where. His character fits yes. into that because I, I he agree. was this. They, they were there was going to be something really interesting with his character. It was kind of a, he was in this weird in between place in season. I don't know how you guys felt about him in season three 
but like he had gone to this yeah. almost f- full circle where it was mm-hmm. like he was on the same side as everybody in Deadwood finally, but for very different, very weird reasons. Yeah. And he was just going to explode. Yeah. And I don't see him ever fitting in with Deadwood the way everybody else did. I think it would have been some weird, he would have always been some weird outlier. Yeah. yeah. He's I, just, yeah. he's the guy, he's, he's an outsider. He's, he's what Hearst is, but on a smaller scale. Yeah. And, but also, I think we were talking about this the last time we, when we talked about season one, like he's probably like a straight up sociopath, right? Like, yeah. I don't think he can empathize with people. He's like, he just wants to, own he's like people. chaotic evil. Yeah. Whatever Al is on the D and D. Right. But like on, but like, and I think this, this fits in with Dan's point, right? Like, like if like Al gets to be softened because Al before Al, before all else, Al is a member of Deadwood is a founding, like Deadwood is his child and like his mm-hmm. like creation and stuff like so Al's softening feels a little bit better with the town all coming together, like against Hearst. Yeah, I think Cy really then falls apart because he he's in it, but not in it, and he probably would side with Deadwood, but he wouldn't be accepted. I think it, I, it mucks it up. It gets weird. He would have been the Harry Manning part, maybe. Yeah, uh, he may, he might have seen on board, but he would have been the one to. Yeah. Although he hated Hearst at the end, so it was weird. Or he hated himself for like. I don't but know. He was still weird... in Hearst's pocket, I think, right? I think yeah. so. I think yeah. that was part of his frustration, right? Yeah. And it was interesting because they had, in the series, he had like attempted to have a thing with Joni that Al had with Trixie, but it was like right. not happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did you feel about that Al and Trixie kind of throughout this episode? I have six weddings I'm going to in the next year. I do think at least one of them will have the bride given away by her abusive Former pimp. <laughs> that's like if you th- if you just that's one of the things we're like if yeah. you if you read me a list of stuff that's going to be in this girl, movie on paper right. I'm right. like that's insane yeah like that's insane but it works in the con- like even if you told me it was going to be a wedding and that was going to be one of the big pieces in that I'd be like yeah it's I have to see it but it worked mm-hmm. and I thought it was like the his relationship with Trixie was like it's I mean you could definitely. And be and it would be fair to tease that out and be like, well, there's there's a lot of sort of problematic things, and there's mm-hmm. this is an abusive relationship or something like that. But even in the series, their relationship had changed greatly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, by the end of season one, it had changed when he had that moment, and we talked about, it, I think, in the first mm-hmm. podcast where he like everybody's they're playing the piano and stuff like that. Which like this movie was like that scene stretched out in yeah. longer stretches, but like they, I don't know, it, it I was good with it. I didn't know that Trixie should feel so beholden to him, but he did also save her life. Like, he made yeah. that choice, and she didn't appreciate having to live with it, but I don't know. And also, yeah. ultimately, threw it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, she got mad. Yeah. Yeah, well, she saw she saw her shot. If you have something to say, you, yeah. You, you always say speak it. your mind, no matter what. Offered it. <laughs> and Trixie has that moment. Oh, another thing. I actually, I think my biggest gripe with the movie is the, um, is her name Caroline? Yes. The new girl in town? Yeah. Yeah. Every time they cut to her, I was like, why are you wasting my time with this person that I don't know? Well, she so served many. the purpose of She's like, a symbol completely. Yeah. She's like the end of the wire. I don't want to spoil the wire, but like, it's like, the, you know, the world keeps turning and there's right. always a new whatever. Right. right. We didn't. I, I know. I didn't, you, didn't need it. you didn't need I it. I kind of thought it was going to be like. I thought she was, thought she was a Pinkerton. I thought she was going to kill Al. Pinkerton. Yeah. yeah th- that's oh. what I was saying. I thought she was going to kill Al and she's like, yeah. this is for Tim Driscoll. Right. <laughs> I right. thought she was going to be like. Al, you're my dad. Right? Yeah. I also had that thought. Yeah. <laughs> but she ends up just being a symbol, which is like, 
come on. Like, I, they cut to her for reaction shots and stuff. And I'm like, I get it. I just don't, I don't care. I just met her. This is a reunion show. Give me my fan service. Which, but there is a weird tension, right? Where, like, she yeah. comes in and she's, like, this symbol of how, like, it the wheel keeps turning and it's all the same and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But there is Hearst who's like, well, I am building, like, power lines. It right. is changing. Yeah. yeah, right. Like, you can read the show in a different way of, like, these are a bunch of Luddite Yes. Um, insular people who are not accepting of outsiders. Mm-hmm. And that has to change now. Like, that was the price of statehood. Like, statehood, you are you are now in the fold. Mm-hmm. Like, and, like, even Bullock doesn't get that. Like, Bullock's like, you know, my job isn't to, it's to interpret the law and enforce it as I see fit. It's like, no, nah, not anymore. Yeah. You're a U.S. Marshal in the United States now. Now it, There's it, a lot of legal code and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was when you were in a territory. Sure. That was, yeah, then it was Godspeed. Where we were making it up as we went along. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> like, Bullock doesn't get it either. I, I think that that's a huge theme of, like, Hearst, like, is the bad guy and they're able to, like, maintain Hearst, but, like, Hearst is not wrong. That still is coming, despite all their best efforts. They have the telephone. Yeah, he's not wrong that it's coming. Whether yeah. it's, it's good or bad is definitely oh sure interpretation. Sure. Yeah, it is changing. <laughs> I love Al's monologue about the uh, saloon uh, not having a... F- Slew not having a phone is like mm-hmm. sometimes a person, a man wants to come to a place he can't get held on to. Mm-hmm. Just remind me, like, it felt like a weird, like, Simpsons, like, Mo having a phone <laughs> <Yeah>. like, moment. <laughs> oh, the reason I brought her up, though, was because there is that moment where Trixie... Oh, also, why does Trixie just hand her baby to, to some strange... Yes! Yeah. I was like, yeah. what? But, um... Well, it's her wedding day. She explains it. They explain it in the movie. Right. It's right. my wedding day. Right. Um, but she does have that moment where she says to her... You know, how long did it take the man to convince you, the man that convinced you that you're a whore? How long did it take him to, you know, so Trixie knows, like, she's not, I, we were talking about, like, is she beholden to Al? But she chooses Al, like, even when she leaves Saul and risks her life to go through the back alleys to go and she's going there because she wants to seek his advice because she's, you know, she respects him. Yeah. It's also why she doesn't kill him in the first episode. Just going back to Caroline for a moment. Uh, I would have been okay with her part. Like, I, I get the whole symbolism and whatnot, but her lines and her moments being kind of uh, given to more for more Jewel. Because uh, we only got a little bit of, of Jewel throughout this episode. I'm glad we got any. Uh, I'm so glad that we got so many of these people coming back. Uh, the other thing about Caroline is like, she, the kind of, the only, I know it's only a two hour movie. We can't, we don't have time, but... Uh, we really only get a lot of time with uh Dan and Johnny through yeah. her and the way they're kind of like looking at her. And I was like, Oh, you know, cause she looks so young. Yeah. It's like, Oh, these are two characters that I love. I would rather, you know, them not their only screen time is fawning over. Like I even looked the actress up cause I was like, how old is she? Yeah. Mm. I looked um, her up too. Cause I was like, is she somebody's she, kid? She I, was I didn't like know. Just eighteen years yeah. old. I saw IMDb. It was like year two thousand. I was like, you could have given her line. You could. Have, you're right. You could have split up her lines between Jewel and I think you could give Sophia more because I think Sophia is actually a good entrance point. Right. Of like you know, like a girl who like left maybe left this town. And she's and she's like, Jesus Christ! What? Right. You know, like mm-hmm. and like all oh, they like remember how this was. She's like, not really. Mm-hmm. She they really captured that moment. Of a parent introducing you to someone that you knew when you were a younger kid with Charlie, when she's like, mm-hmm. um, Charlie, other was me and your acquaintance, and she had that look on her face of like, yeah, good to see you again. <laughs> yeah. Throw on her like, I don't know who you are, I have yeah. no idea. Well, then there's a the part when she meets um, Mrs. Bullock again, and she's like, I remember your reading lessons, which like, I hope so. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> spent a lot of time with that lady. Yeah, well, also yeah. like. That would mean you can't read. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I did see 
that uh, Dan had said, Dan Doherty, the, the, the actor that plays him, uh, said that there's something like 30 minutes or more of unused footage, mm-hmm. including like full scenes that they, that they cut for the, for the film. One of them being uh, a scene with Dan in it. Like he called it like his big, his big scene was cut for the, uh, cut for the film, which he said he was okay with. He's like, it didn't really quite fit looking at the, at the movie. Uh, but I do hope, hold out hope that they're going to release a uh, deleted scenes or something yeah. uh, kind of thing. So I'd like to see that. Maybe it's when Dan finds out that uh, Trixie, without question, has been given the the gem uh, by Al. Yeah. I feel like Dan would be like, what? Yeah, no, the rest of them get to s- split whatever's in his mattress. Yes. Yeah. $14,000, I believe. Yeah. And Dan does say, like, I don't want your money. Yeah. yeah. Little tune so, will change. You think the rest of the sentence was, I want the gem. I want the gem. I've murdered people for you. Yeah. It is, so, it is interesting that they cut so much, like, completed scenes and stuff like that when we're talking about how much we just want to, like, have them hang out yeah, and right. see as much as possible. Like, mm-hmm. I would think, like, maybe they wouldn't worry about blow, but I guess I just, I appreciate that they're still, like, well, we're, it's not a total, like, bullshit thing. Like, we're yeah. going to do a complete movie and we're gonna, there's going to be a lot of stuff that we cut. So, yeah. I, I, I hope they just, like, yeah, just put it on HBO Go or whatever. Yeah. Right. It's the ultimate, it really, it's the ultimate character show. So it's the ultimate character movie where like in anything else, woo, the woos and dans of the world wouldn't even be given like any time. And now these people who were like minor characters in the show, but because it's such a character driven show, we weirdly, we want like another 45 minutes of woo. Like what's woo up to? What's woo yeah. doing? Little woo. We know what little woo is. Yeah. 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 Little woo. Yeah. Uh, uh, also, uh, who marries, um, uh, Trixie and Saul. That's Con Stapleton. Yes! Who's so now a minister. Yeah. I didn't hear his voice. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as I heard his voice, that made yeah. me laugh so much. Yeah. yeah. So good. He just looks like a face full of, like, whiskers. That's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So that's got- another actor that's had a fascinating career. Cause did you, did any of you watch that, um, uh, Orson Welles thing that they, uh, oh, no. did? He's in that. Oh. Um, so he's been around a long time. Mm-hmm. He's in They Live. He's in, oh, he's, wow. he's in They Live. Yeah, he's in They Live. Oh, he's the guy that runs, oh god, it's been a long since, time since I've seen that, but the, if I, Saw him in the scene, I'd be like, I probably recognize his voice. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, but he's he's got like a million credits. But Con Stapleton had yeah. a, had a journey. Mm-hmm. He was like a yeah. lousy, corrupt sheriff yeah. for like a day. Yeah, it was. And then, then he was like a dirtbag. He was a dirtbag. Like I think he was in the pecking order, like possibly underneath the guy who was working just for heroin. Leon, like, yeah, you think he's yeah. below, right below Leon. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if him, and, if, I don't know who, if Leon was a supervisor or not, but Leon seemed to be more savvy about everything yeah. that was going on. Yeah. Yeah. So he really, uh, he he's one of a few guys in Deadwood that I think maybe found Jesus or something like that, or he yeah. was just like, we do, we could use a church, and I I could fit in there. Like yeah, he just right. found his place. Yeah, good for him. But yeah, I would take I would take a whole episode just on cons like con finding God. Oh, I, just remember, I just remember him for almost the entire th- his his thing in the whole third season, which was like oh his it's yeah. just in the bathtub. Yeah, I have a weird question about um so so many of these characters are real life people like with like liberties taken mm-hmm. right like yeah. um it was starting with like Wild Bill and then uh you know Seth is Saul Star. Yes. A real yeah. life person? Yes. Does he go on to become a politician? Is yes. like, he, he was mayor. He becomes mayor. Is that, so that is a wink when he's like, mayor. When you, when, he when, might have been something else too. He might have been something in like the state legislature too. So it is something where like, that is supposed to like be like a winking nod when yeah. Al's like, you yeah. should get into politics. It was, that but it was, is a, my wedding gift. But yeah. it was a little bit strange too because like, he did 
as far as we know, he had been running for mayor 10 years ago. Right, so right. It was like, you should run for something. But, like, the results came in and he hadn't won. No, yeah, him, both him and Seth had lost. Lost, yeah. yeah. Farnham in a landslide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do a quick round of winners and losers uh, for uh, for this particular movie. Um, before I Before we get into that, I would say that there is that full first season episode that we did. Uh, there is this, which is our first impressions podcast, and we will absolutely revisit this uh, with a more detailed look uh, as we start going through the entire series uh, of Deadwood in Can Peaches, a Deadwood podcast. Uh, who would you say won the episode? Probably Little Woo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Little Woo's pretty great. Yeah, he came to, uh, he directed traffic pretty much to where the, uh, where the trouble was, uh, survived. Uh, for for all new characters, I would say seriously, he was like rookie of the year. Yeah, pretty impressive. And uh, he can translate for woo and owl. Like, like he's like an whoa. essential. He's like yeah. an essential yeah. piece, uh, yeah. and he's like already very savvy about like mm. how it works. He's like, how much are you to pay me? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like Bullock was. Well, we should talk more about like the everybody's like portrayals of the characters and stuff too when we mm-hmm. talk about the movie again. But like, yep. um, they really gave. Bullock a lot, mm-hmm. and his sort of like return to form as like very active, aggressive, angry lawman was was cool. Yeah, Frank. Um, I'm gonna say, uh, baby Joshua Star is a big winner. I I, I really thought that uh, that he, he was not going to make it. I thought he was going to die a plot death. So I think he made it out okay. The baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I agree with, um, Bullock, I think is kind of like the, the big winner here. And, uh, but also Jane. Yeah. yeah. Jane yeah. was my other one. Yeah. Yeah. Jane has, has a good, her good moments in this with like good redemption moments. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give my, my winner badge to, uh, the widow Garrett. Oh, I love her. Yeah. Uh, I think that she, she got some closure for herself. She ended season three kind of, uh, down. Uh, with her gold claim out of her hands, uh, her husband being killed, uh, Seth and Martha, Martha, uh, were kind of, you know, she, she ended this season pretty much not with, uh, Seth. So there's just some closure that she gets in this movie that season three doesn't quite, quite give her. So she gets some, she gets some victories. And she still does have to go away and be like, oh. <laughs> and her daughter comes up, she's like, what's wrong? She's like, shut. She's got a great line. It's during when they're saying grace. She says, uh, Lord, bless these gifts we're ready to receive and grant us grace to meet level-headed what challenges may come this day, no matter the provocation by lesser or evil men. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just going to say that to myself before I leave the house in the morning, just as a reminder. He hopefully works a little bit better because he did almost exactly what she prayed yes, not happen right. immediately. But she gets it. I feel like she yeah. she gives him that kiss at the door at the end. Yeah. She's like, you got a hard day. Mm-hmm. See, I feel like so you don't like her character. I didn't in the um in the original series, and it's not that I don't like her or her character because right. I like Anna Gunn. Yeah, yeah. I feel bad for Anna Gunn because she's always getting these yeah, like people are like blanket. She's this wife I hate. Yeah, <laughs> she's this wife I hate. She's oh. stopping the fun from happening. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just she's so um. Same as Hearst. Like it's like she's so she comes between. She's in the way. Alma, yeah. yeah, she's in the way. Yeah. Which isn't her, you know, it's not Martha's fault. That she's but I, I love her, like, in her in the wayness 
in this movie and in the series where it's like a real life sort of in the way thing where like things don't always work out mm-hmm. the way, but like they wound up having like was it three kids together? Yeah, like yeah. they seem been together they seem, for a long they seem very happy. Yeah. So like the the Alma thing, like I feel weirdly like um I feel bad for his wife because they have that one shot of her being like, "What is going on?" After an auction, she's like, "Are you serious?" So, like, yeah. so she's gonna have like a month of it being weird with her husband after Alma leaves. I'm like, yeah. oh, I have to do this again. Mm-hmm. Well, that was like the real life yeah. viewer of me being like, "That sucks for her." Yeah, yeah. but I thought like him like coming like him saying like, "I'm home." This movie, like, yes, awesome. of course, yeah. This they, movie did a really nice thing, and, with, and not letting a mob beat the yeah. beat her step yes. in front of the kids. So yeah. It's like, well, he's he's thinking of, he's a family guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's that's the full um that's like Seth's full arc really is a satisfying way of like in like the ten years like Seth's like fought like fought against like being his he's like Al right like his his mm-hmm. truer self is a violent guy that just does whatever the fuck he wants and like slaps justice on it because of his own moral code um and like Deb was becoming a more modern town and the more same so like Hearst coming back in town just kind of makes uh reverts Seth back like it's like his drug like it's kind of like right. Seth like reverts back to who he was and then it's like mm-hmm. nope bang I'm home mm-hmm. yeah great was, yeah really uh, nice. and then they, they a lot of tongue a lot of tongue kissing between Martha mm. and Seth. Mm. Uh, and as far as uh, losers, who lost? I do like that the that the episode ends with Hurst in jail, even though yeah. we know that, you know, historically, yeah. Hurst did just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, although, oh, I looked him up on Wikipedia. He died. Like two years after this. Yeah, two years after this yeah. uh, takes place. So okay. Hurst is the kind of the loser of, you know, the day that this takes place on. Yeah. Frank. Uh, Charlie Utter could have been, uh, oh, of course, yeah. just given like more life. Uh, like they use like the lines <laughs> for what? Like he, he, he gets the milk every scene, but like mm-hmm. I just love that actor and I would love to see him, uh, have more lines throughout it, but I get what it needs for the plot and it, it makes sense and stuff. I also like selfishly in the, this would have made it so hacky. I love Ellsworth so much that I would have loved like, uh, if you're going to do flashbacks, like I don't do like a weird, like, Ghost Ellsworth <laughs> moment. Just to have that, have him. Yeah. Be, I am, I'm back too. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's, it's kind of like, Utter has to like be a refresh of Ellsworth. Yes. Like, it's like, mm-hmm. just a reminder, like, we are mad because he has, he has <laughs> guys shot over land disputes. Right, right. Um, so that's kind of unfortunate that Utter has to be like this act, but he's like as good a sacrificial lamb mm-hmm. as you can ask for. Yeah. Uh, losers. Oh, I have another winner yeah. when we're done. Oh, yeah. oh, I don't know about losers. It's like, I thought the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, who's going to get, like, not going to get a, a moment, but like everyone pretty much gets a moment. Yeah. Still waiting on that. I guess if the next movie is where we'll catch up with the, the theater troupe. Oh, Brian Cox. Very, very glad to not see them. Uh, it's a oh. shame. I feel like that's not. I feel he's like a, he's a great actor. They had things coming. He's a great actor, but yeah. like, yeah, I think they yeah. had something for them. But like, I don't, I don't even know if it was going to be good. Right. I, I really don't know. And we didn't mention what's his face's cameo. Oh, that's what I was going to say. The other winner is Garrett, Garrett Dillon, oh, yeah, who has yeah. his third Deadwood character yeah. in the movie. As like, I think he's, um, and in just I read like an interview, seconds, he I read still as a mark. He's <laughs> cast as town drunk number two. Because <laughs> <laughs> I saw, I read an interview with Timmy Alphonse where he's like, he couldn't even get number one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was so cool seeing him. And of course, the guy from Alice in Chains. Mm, had a cameo. Yeah. yeah. 
I don't know. I didn't even read. I saw the headline, but I didn't read where he had to spot him. He was the the dog who got hit. What? That's a reference to the, the one Allison Chase on. Oh, okay. <laughs> Rubbed his nose in shit. <laughs> he was next. He was next to Gary Dillahunt. <laughs> Did you say that I, maybe he was? Maybe he was town truck number one. Maybe that's who pushed. He might have been. Yeah. Uh, but it, there's like a if you the moment I went back and found Gary Dillahunt, and I found the. When I googled Deadwood cameos for tonight, because I thought it might be interesting to talk mm. about that, mm. the only thing that anybody seemed to care about was the guy from Alice in Chains, so I did see that he was next to I wouldn't... Did anyone recognize him? No. Did anyone find Leon? No. Leon's in it, too, apparently. Is he right? He's yeah. walking around like a, like some footage of, like, fucking Looking. Bigfoot or something. <laughs> <laughs> Look at, with, a, with a ball of dope in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a ball of dope. Um, loser for me, I think, would have to be... I don't want to say that Hurst is a loser, but he's a loser. Um, he's the loser. He's definitely the loser of the episode. Mostly everybody else won outside of, outside of Charlie. Uh, they had their moments. Uh, people got closure. Uh, people got screen time from the, you know, fourth wall perspective. I guess maybe to an extent, uh, Sam, uh, the general. Uh, yeah. You know, that sucks. Right. He, yeah. Didn't, he didn't get any like, cool monologues or anything like that. Yeah, I do think. I, that's the way I'm thinking of, like, winners and losers. Just, like, yeah. who had, like, for the actors, like, the, the meatiest thing or something yeah. like that. Who yeah. didn't, and he did kind of, like, he was, ah, it's that kind of unfortunate thing that, like, I guess is historically accurate. Like, and it feels weirdly um, not, like, it feels weirdly present where it's, like, they're going to blame the, the one black guy they can find. <laughs> yeah. They don't. Seriously, it was like, and it was like, a, and he's like, just, he has to beg the police who knows him, like, don't shoot me right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, right, yeah. And yeah. then he's just, but Bullock knows. And, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Bullock knew and stuff yeah. like that, but it was like, he, the ending with him was like, do we think he lived? Because like, well, uh, the last thing was the doc saying everyone stops bleeding eventually, which yeah. is like, Thank obviously like very wry humor. <laughs> yeah, and in an angry tone. <laughs> Stops bleeding eventually. Um, he does get that moment where he tells Bullock after they try to hang him. Um, yeah. he's like, that's the guy. Yep. Oh yeah. It's like a yeah. very cool moment, but like yeah. it would have been nice to have like, he had some pretty cool monologues in the show. Yeah. Right. Like even if it was him like being like calming down hostiler. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh, we also, I assume yeah. he's long dead, but yeah. uh, Steve the drunk, the racist drunk was nowhere to be found in this. Yeah. In that was fine. Arrow somewhere. That was that's fine. fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he would have to be. Uh, was he, he, was he dying at the end of the show? I thought so. I think he had, like, severe brain damage. Yeah. yeah. He was, like, kicked by a horse or something, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which is, like, sure. That's your thing. <laughs> That's how asshole. most people die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, any final thoughts? More stuff like this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, everyone watched all of the show on yes. HBO Go and the movie. Watch it, like. 500 times mm-hmm. and then HBO will be like yo we really gotta get these people back yeah you know what would but it, it, it like literally can't happen it can't yeah. I know it can't happen yeah, it can't. and it should unless Milch yeah. like has written a second movie and he has it just like he can have this one <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is, but I, this would have to have been the second of the two movies even. Yeah. you know what I mean even if it was yeah did oh. you guys read that New Yorker piece was it the New Yorker I didn't get to it yet no He's still writing. He's he's got people helping him, uh, and I think some days are better than others. But like Mozart and Solieri, wait, wait. Um, Amadeus is dying, and he's transcribing. Oh, oh right, yeah. right, right. Solieri is transcribing. Realizes it's beautiful. Yeah, um, I think that's kind of what's happening. I don't even need it to be Mel or even Deadwood. I just need more stuff like this. I like. Yeah. I feel like you know, like 
there, there are so many where like the, the characters are so interesting and the, and, and there are good shows. There's, there's a void of like prestige TV that is, uh, language based, I think, uh, that I would like to see filled. And there's yeah. enough good actors out there. There's the, the language is just incredible in this. Like it, it's, it's really, really great. Yeah. And again, like characters making decisions and reacting to their circumstances rather than everything driving toward a singular point, uh, which of course a lot of the stuff is, but uh, like the earlier seasons of Game of Thrones are all, for the most part, you're just in that world and things are happening, people yeah. are coming and going, and then you see the latter half of the, the, the series and you, you can see how different things feel. That's why a lot of people have problems with the, the eighth season is that it's just moving to points rather than moving around the world. Um, cool. yeah. I have one more loser. What do you got? Bosch. Oh, Titus yeah. <laughs> TV's Bosch. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Bosch couldn't be there. That sucked. What was his name? Silas. Adams. Silas, yeah. Mm-hmm. Silas, Silas Adams, yeah. yeah. Uh, poor Bosch. It is crazy, though, watching... Probably couldn't move the, uh, the Bosch <laughs> schedule. So, watching, <laughs> as everybody else eight did... Eight seasons of Bosch. I'm like, <laughs> they not give him the day off? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, it would have been, like, two or three days. It he's was, Bosch. Just call yeah. out sick. Yeah. yeah. I can't make Bosch today. <laughs> oh, but the, just the thing about the writing is, like, such a good point, because watching this last season of Game of Thrones, and we've been, like, it's been, like, our background TV is, like, re-watching Game of Thrones, just, like, around the house. And the writing from season eight compared to, like, season, any of the earlier seasons is so starkly different. But if you compare, it is nothing compared to the difference between season eight of Game of Thrones and this, even just this movie. It's yeah. just the level of, like, dialogue is just so incredibly it's just so good in this movie i felt more watching this movie uh like emotions than i did the entire eight eighth season of game of thrones Mm -hmm. uh they just did such a fantastic job of just it, it really was just that whole world has been spinning and we are just now revisiting things we're we're stepping right back in uh, they've been going the entire time. Uh, so it was just, yeah, really, really enjoyed it. Like I said, I had to watch it on my phone and the amount of times I was just sitting in my wife's childhood bedroom while she was out doing something, watching it on my phone going, oh yeah. <laughs> I just kept saying that like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, I was watching Entourage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, then we will uh, wrap it up with a quick round of plugs. Uh, what do y'all have coming up, Rob? I've only got the three of us are on an improv team called Bat Stevens, That's and we're great. performing. <laughs> That's all I got to. We're performing uh, Monday nights at nine in June and July. Cool. Uh, I'll plug my Twitter handle at uh, yeah. Home Run Farrell. I tweet sometimes. I'm on Twitter too. If, I mean, you would find me if you really cared to. Dan Corkery. <laughs> Dan Corkery. If you, if you must. I think it is that. I don't remember. Cool. Oh, no. Well, I will, uh, link Bat Stevens Monday nights at the Philly Improv Theater at 9 p.m. uh, in the episode notes. So if you find yourself in the Philly area, be sure to, uh, come by and check that out. Uh, and this is Mike. You can follow me on all the things at Mike Marbach. And there will be more episodes of Can Peaches, a Deadwood podcast because we've got a whole series now to go through. Uh, as I said, we will revisit this movie uh, uh, probably at least two more times. And we mentioned Game of Thrones. We covered that through Stark, Raven, Mad, a Game of Thrones podcast, which is still happening. The, the show may be over, but the series goes on. Uh, Killing Eve. Uh, if you are a 
Killing Eve Watcher. Uh, check out Eve's Dropping, a Killing Eve podcast. Another great show, another super fun podcast. Uh, and lastly, if you enjoy these podcasts, go to patreon.com slash watercooler and uh, you can support the podcast that we do for as little as a buck per month. Uh, so as we make it super easy uh, for you to not even notice that you're giving a shit. Um, and we appreciate every penny. That's all I have. Uh, thank you, Dan. Thank you, Frank. Thank you, Rob. Thank and, you uh, all for listening. Come back for Boshcast. Yeah, come back for Boshcast. <laughs> uh, we actually do have a um, uh, a section. One of our uh, tiers mm-hmm. is you can pick a show and we will cover it. Uh, that has a very high threshold for um, support. What's that tier? Uh, something like a thousand bucks. I don't watch Bosch. I don't watch Bosch. If you got a thousand dollars, throw it at us and we will cover all of Bosch for you. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everybody. Have a good night. Bye. Bye.